One, two, three, four, pop culture. Who can eat pop culture? Who can eat pop culture? Who can eat pop culture? Who can eat? Hey, it's Dan from the Pop Culture Hootenanny. And I just wanted to give a shout out to all our Twitter followers, Twitter followers, I speak. Uh, we got uh, at podcast WTCC following us on Twitter, uh, Tenish Cast, at Tenish Pod, at Intrusion Movie, at Neck the Dots. Oh, there's Justin calling. Yeah, what's going on? What up, dude? Oh, nothing. I was uh, on recording some of these thank yous. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. So we're already recording because I was in the middle of it, reading my phone when you come. Oh, okay. So we're doing it right now? I mean, we can do it right now. I can finish doing these if you got some stuff to get ready. I'm ready when you are. I can load up. I'm loading up your max right now. Do what you gotta do. Yeah. Um, at Hawk the Horrible, thanks for the flow. Galactic Dads at Galactic Dad. <laughs> at Ferris Bueller, I like it. What? Hey, that's what it says. Um, thanks Bueller. for the follow. Uh, at Mindfulness for thanks. Uh, sure, Crime Podcast following us. Okay. At Up Dads is following us. The stand-up dads we're we're supposed to do something in the future. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a parenting podcast we're supposed to get on. So <laughs> it's gonna be. Hopefully, it'll be awesome. <laughs> oh, obvious. Um, Titans <laughs> of history. Thanks for the follow. Uh, Denary novels at Denary novels. Okay. Uh, at M Retail Slave, thanks for the follow. Ross Trevina, thanks for the follow. Uh, at Pedestrian, thanks for the follow. I think that's about all of our new followers. So, thank the follows on yeah. Twitter, uh, all the comments and everything. Yes, thank you very much. So. <laughs> I just rolled right into that. Hey, we always talk about doing, uh, you know, recording of our right little the, conversations anyways. Right from the get, for sure, for sure. Sometimes it works. Well. Right. So, speaking of, uh, of Twitter, so I told you, well, was it last week? Yeah, we were going to record last week. I told you I had a, a brief story to tell you. Okay. So, as you know, on Twitter... I've been reaching out, trying to connect with people, and we had our 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 long shots uh, to some people. Right. No one. Well, not no one. We've had one reply. I've I've reached out to several people. I don't call any people out, but so we had one reply of the several famous people actually reached out to. Okay. And it was a no. But to be fair, someone that that said they'll never they'll never do a podcast because if they can't do one person's, you know, if they did one person, they'd have to do everyone. Do a ball, right, 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 right. And they said they want to do it. It was uh, 
William Shatner. You you tried to get William Shatner to do a cast with us. I asked if if he would give us like if he would give us like five minutes. Five minutes of his time, I would do it. Oh my! And hey, to be fair, he actually responded with a no. Thanks for the consideration, William Shatner. Now, the barrage of uh, nonsense I took afterwards because. You know, apparently it's in his profile, but I don't, or his bio on there, which I don't read people's bios. Right. Why would I read his Twitter bio? I know what he's done. Okay. I know his body of work, so why would I read his Twitter? Right. So, and I don't care. I mean, I expect anything. And actually, like the other people, I just expected it to go unnoted or unanswered. So the fact that we got an answer was uh, actually surprising to me, so... Jeez, that's crazy. You uh, miss you miss one hundred percent of the shots you do not take. So that's correct. <laughs> I feel like I should something like ah yes Confucius. I don't know. Oh shit! I got nothing but yeah. Hey, I tried. I failed. Oh well. We're still gonna do our podcast. So. Well, I would hope William Shatner said shut it down. We're done. We're done. I'm sorry. When Will tells you not to do it, we're done. We've got to retire. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's our, you know, our Twitter story week. Oh, yeah. That is cool. Gotta say. If nothing else, we right. <laughs> So... Uh, yeah, we can jump ever. Uh, well, um, this is the, uh... I'm okay. Dan. And I'm Jeff. And it's the Pop Culture Hoot Nanny. Woo! Wow. I, uh, 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 I feel like it's super loud today. Is it? I mean, in my headphones, I don't know. Everything's uh, the same. I just feel like my headphones seem louder. Oh, I just made a snorting noise or some shit. Ugh. Um. So. Okay. Snakes on did, a. So snakes on a plane. Did you see this in the? No. <clears throat> okay. So the only time you ever saw it was at home or on video. You never. You yeah. Know, no, no, I never went to the theaters. Okay. When did you see this movie? Uh, probably when it came out on video. Okay, so within so it, it was released in 2006. Yes. Uh, so probably 2006, depending on the month it was released. This is kind of like snakes on a plane, especially in the early 2000s or in the mid 2000s. Summers were being dominated by blockbusters. I feel like this would have been a late August. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna take it. Do you have right. Do you have a release date? Oh, I do have. Let's see. Snakes on a Plane. Uh, $36 million budget. The okay. director was David R. Ellis, mm -hmm. who did a lot of horror movies, mostly. Um, and he's got one one non-horror credit that really, you're like, one of these things is like the other. So I'll go over, his, I'll go over his credits. So his last movie died in 2013. His last movie was Shark... I don't know if you've seen Shark. The guy who made this movie, Shark Knight, and is now dead. Yes. 
Okay. All right. He did um, The Final Destination, Asylum, Son of Plane, Cellular, Final Destination 2, and then his first movie, Homeward Bound 2. Wow. What a weird, like, well, cats and puppies, it just ain't for me, bro. I need to eviscerate people. I oh man, crazy. Yeah. What? When was Homer two? Or Homer two? Ninety six, I think it was. Wow. Ninety, yeah, something like that. Ninety five or ninety. So in ten years, he completed the other direction. He hardened up. He didn't soften up. He so. went. He went straight over <clears throat> pretty much of this. Um. All right. So in my research, I found out that. Uh, this movie was originally greenlit way back in 2001 and got put on hold because of something that had 2001. I can't read. I wouldn't even be able to recall. I mean, that was such a trivial year, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after after 11, it took five years to get this movie back into, wow. back well, into uh, production. I mean, I you know, it's... That makes sense because we were, I mean, like, I don't know whether we as a society, but the industry wasn't really down with planes or bills for a while, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Video games were affected, all that kind of stuff. Really, uh, yeah, any kind of of destruction to prep was kind of way down unless it was a war movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. And, I mean, let's be honest. Snakes on... And and this is upon my first viewing. Because anyone who's seen the movie and known about this movie for a long time, we've all known about this movie. But I I just... Right. But I just saw it last week. And I watched it a second time today. All right. And it is up there with, like... I don't want to say they, like... Like, there's a couple styles in the movie because I'm not sure how people, what people knew this movie was going to be. But it almost seems like this movie is, it tried, they tried to do a low budget or lower budget version of, like, I don't want to say Armageddon, but an Armageddon like scenario where it's just, like, I, I don't want to say Armageddon, but in styling of it, right? They tried to do, like, the action. God, this is stupid. Right. stupid right All right, now. This, so this movie is basically it, it's a perfect beer-based movie because you're taking two of people's biggest fears, snakes and flying snakes and planes <laughs> and fighting them. Neither one of these freaked me the out. None of them. I, I've I understand. Like Tori hates snakes. Absolutely, it abhor, abhors them. Oh yeah. Uh, she told me if we were going like if Fear Factor was to be revived, right? We were just contestants on it. She told me, "You take the snakes, I'll take the spiders," because she will stick her head in that spider container or whatever the hell that one thing was, as just to like get into a room with one snake. And I'm like, "You are nuts." <laughs> so I guess yeah, snakes. Yes, yeah, snakes and flying. It's and it's serious they're, they're, fears. They're, they're big fears. And I mean, because there's a lot that can, I mean, 
but there are two very different fears. One is based off of, ra of rational, and the other one is irrational fear of things. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, Amy but doesn't like snakes either. She, oh yeah, she doesn't like how they move. She doesn't like right. I nothing about know, it. I'm like yeah. things that crawl. I or that like sc scutter, scuttle. That's the word, scuttle. Things that scuttle freak fuck out. Centipedes, cockroaches, things of that nature. But snakes, hmm. nope, not a thing. Yeah, no. Bugs don't uh. bother me. Snakes don't bother me. I don't know. Bridges, that's my fear. I don't know. I don't. I have a weird national <laughs> fear of bridges. I don't like going over bridges. I went to a girl who held her breath before she went past yards. <laughs> like when we drive past graveyards, she would hold her breath. That's just weird. disrespectful to the dead beef when they can't. <laughs> it's it's a big fuck you to a hundred I mean how many times you get to say fuck you to a thousand people in 30 seconds not many <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah go ahead man go uh, ahead I, so yeah it like I said 36 million dollar uh, but uh, box office it only made C2 so I mean it made more than it made it's money back but it didn't even double it Right. Um, and it, it immediately got ripped off because shortly after Snakes on a Plane, there was Snakes on a Train. I do remember that. I, th I think that was like two years they tried to make that movie. I don't even know if it was two years later. Yeah, it. I remember. But that was like a straight-to-video release. Uh, not That wasn't even like a sci-fi TV movie release. That was worse than that. So, um. Yeah. So the movie starts, you know, with the guy and his dirt bike and uh, witnessing the district or assistant attorney, I guess, getting killed by the by the mob guy. It, it, it may interject. Yeah. Um, I have to say that we have to give the amount to. I guarantee you said the budget was thirty six million. Yeah. I have to imagine that half of that was funded by the Hawaii Tourism uh, Office of Tourism. Uh, they probably for a couple scenes with people who worked for that Stein. But remember, the, did you notice the scene where they shows the guy from the boat out with all the kayakers of the ocean kayakers? Yeah, you remember that? It's a specific name, and I it up. I tried to find it, and then went there. But Osaki Red Bull. And Hawaii, all I have basic, I mean, you know, I'm not making fun of it. Somebody's got to pay the monkey, but it's uh, half minutes of just basic advertising. A come to Hawaii ad. <laughs> and, and all the while, uh, Jackson is singing, it's a lovely day. When this our kids about to have the most fucked up teen hours a human being is, is capable for a human being to have. So, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, so he witnesses the murder. First off, right. if if you're missing this, right? Right. And your your meanscape is a dirt bike, but they right. don't know you're there. Right. you just wait for them to leave before you left? We wouldn't have a movie if the smart ex existed in this movie. <laughs> 
Well, yes, that would be the very. I actually thought about that when watching it. That there's a lot that's in in the first fucking five minutes of this movie. Way more, um, yeah, way way more than you would expect. And before you continue, I have to. It's amazing to me how many plot lines they start in this movie. Yeah. But so. What's his name? Who's who's the gangster guy? I can't remember. I I I didn't do names because Eddie holy Kim. shit! I think it's Eddie, Eddie Kim. Kim. Okay, Eddie Kim. Eddie. Okay. <clears throat> you witness a man being beat to death from hanging from a railroad track or a suspended rail track, and like that, your first instinct is to get on your bike and start that bike and beat off. Yeah. Can they? This kid is dumb six ways Sunday. <laughs> uh, you witness a gang. Like, you remember that episode of Simpsons where they have the, the mafia versus the, the Yakuza? When Homer's there and he's trying to watch, and he's watching them fight, and Marge is like, Homer, get in the house. And he's all oh, but the guy in the white suit hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> right? I, I remember it, yeah. Okay. But. You know, this guy's fucking beating the shit out of this dude with a baseball bat. You can tell obvious lunatic. And your first instinct is like, just go home. <laughs> they, you know, like, I'm in the clear. I'm going to chill out and watch TV for six hours. Because that's the noon news he was watching. It was like the five or six o'clock news. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, there's, common sense is lacking in this movie. Oh, I mean, it's this way from Sunday. <laughs> But, but we don't we don't watch this this kind of movie for common sense. That's for sure. Oh, that's a hundred percent. Um, but I submit to you, this movie could have five times before the movie took, before the plane took off. <laughs> Go ahead. Beast, beast. <laughs> right. Um, uh, I think I think this movie deserves some recognition for some of perhaps the best overacting in a major motion picture. Uh from who? 90% of the cast? Who is... Who, is it wrong that the guy... Uh, what's his... I had it written down here. Uh, David Kochner is the Captain Rick? Yeah. Um, I think this is his best work. I understand that he was an anchor man. I'm sure you know he was funny in that. I know that he's been on serious shows. But in my opinion, I think this was his best work. I like him in the Goldbergs. Okay, I haven't seen the Goldbergs. I don't for some reason I don't watch that show. You're missing um, out for one. You would love it with all the eighties references. Would I though? You would. I feel like No. You're wrong. Okay. It. okay. I, it doesn't matter. I I could recommend it to you till in the face you won't watch it. So <laughs> I gotta watch it for Kai still. Oh God. So anyways. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, the 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 mafia guys are breaking into his house and he's just sitting there watching TV and happens to hear like one thing and I like the fact that he goes and looks out his people but no one is paying like none of the guys would be looking for a shadow or something in his people. Right. I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of distracts from both sides of the both parties involved in this. <laughs> like, 
Nah, he's not looking out his peephole the entire time. Don't even bother to look at the shadow. And then... I give props to Sixers because all he did was drive off on a motorcycle or a dirt bike, and they still tracked him down. But the only people that did real work were these guys. <laughs> but, like, they, okay, so they track him down, right? I have a problem with that entire scene. There's a lot I have a, a problem with in this movie. Okay. If I may. Go, go. Okay, okay. First of all, like I said, Jack Johnson lied is not going to be a lovely day. We had to hear the whole song. <laughs> so I'm stuck on that. Let's get well, back to that. Well, that was probably a million of the budget right there. No, that's what and I'm saying. They said, we're, we paid this much for the song. We're getting the whole song. Right. Oh, I yeah, because you got to watch the credits because then we're going to watch a music video at the end. <laughs> so... The scene that I have, I, I, this beginning scene where we inter, are introduced to Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Right? He's sitting there watching TV. Details on the TV are unimportant, but the guy, but the guys followed him, followed him and find out what found out was. They're picking his lock and a bust in, and as they walk in, Samuel Jackson intercepts this guy, this kid trying to get out of his, out of his window. I need to understand how it is Samuel Jackson got there on the patio. <laughs> and he knew which apartment they were going into from the inside, right? Like, there's a lot to question with this movie. He just shows up. And then he shoots three people without idea. I mean, this is just idea, right? This is your action movie. No freeze or no hand motherfucker or no shouting out FBI hands in the. He literally just shoots these three people, and the funny thing is, is because that chi that Kim dude has sisters everywhere, he couldn't simply arrest the people that were going to kill a witness who watched a man get thing. This is the first thing the time the the movie goes badly or this could have all been wrapped up, right? Assuming that these guys weren't like the hard gangsters where they were going to draw their but he just pulled and started mowing them down, not? Yeah. Okay. But I, it, it, the whole scenario is, I want you to understand the plot of this movie for me, if, if possible. He presumably watches district attorney get killed. This is, this is a district from L.A.? Yes. Right? Yep. So Kim is from L.A. as well, right? Yeah. Okay. Samuel Jackson and his jet is also from L.A., correct? Yes. So he is tracking them before Kim has done anything, right? Presumably Kim is innocent of any uh, assaulting criminal deeds before this, or is he just going around killing people? And this just had the one dude that they caught the way. But it happens in the morning. All of this witness thinks for the morning because it's going to be a lovely day. Yeah. By 5 o'clock, he's still sitting in his apartment. Now, granted, Kim told the guys to find him by 5 o'clock. Both Samuel Jackson and the gangsters found him by 5 o'clock. After that scene, the interrogation room, where, there's, where Samuel Jackson's partners do it, they have to make a decision because Kim's going to kill quick. 
Now remember, Kim said, let out of here and find that guy. Presumably, he also flew home, right? Or was he going to fly home? Yep. Right? That's Here's right. a problem. Kim might be a gangster, but I don't think he has a private jet, per se. Right? We, I mean, we don't know, but if he's a private jet, it's a slower flight. Right? Because you're not flying an industrial fucking commercial liner. It's a slight. Maybe. I don't know logistics Well, okay. But... Your, let's let's from L.A. to Hawaii. It's a four and a, a five-hour and five-minute flight. If you're going to Hawaii's farthest island. Let's assume they're not. But let's say it's four hours and five minutes from the closest island. So five hours grand total. So... In the amount of time that this transpires in, I just tried it. I have to get this across to the audience. The guy gets caught. A guy sees somebody get murdered, gets caught by Samuel Jen, convinced to testify. They're on a plane at night. Right? I suppose it's either that night or the day. Okay. Either way, the premise movie is that Kim arranges a guy in California who just so happens to have a, an insane amount of poisonous snakes from all over the world find in one spot, then proceeds to buy them, get them transported and flown to Hawaii, only to have them flown back from Hawaii to kill a man that he could have killed in the same amount of time six ways from Sunday. Whether it be a guy sacrificing his life in the airport, or I mean, the timeline of this movie makes no sense to me. It's not. Oh man, this movie is so weird. All right. Well, I mean, timeline. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how to explain the timeline. It, well, I'm just. I mean, I, I just have make the assumption that it's within 24 hours that the dude's all right because it's a red eye, right? They meant in the movie that it's a red eye flight. Yeah, the okay. the flight. Yeah, to... so it's an overnight thing because the yep. nervous couple is taking over, and that's why there's barely any passengers on the plane. Yeah. So being a red eye, it means it's overnight. It means that the that's probably the first the or the fastest flight to book. Right, because red eyes are usually the cheapest, as they are that late bullshit, and they do fly showers, right? Yeah. So, if the FBI is going to buy out an entire first section of a in a seven forty seven or seventy seven or whatever the heck that thing was, it's going to cost a whole money. I brought this down to logistics, time, and everything. Short of a wormhole opening up and sending snakes over, there's no way that they can get there, and there's no way they didn't take the red-eye flight that night. <laughs> so, I just, I don't know. I love this movie for everything else, though. I mean, there's actually no way they would get there anyways because it's illegal to have snakes in Hawaii. Right. So they would and... have, it, any kind of, they would have been caught. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, as soon as I with the dogs went up there, I mean, usually when you are in, going that far to inspect above a plane, you're also inspecting its cargo manifest. Because if you are shipping anything industrial, commercial over, in big quantities, it has to be back with the guy who's putting it on. You know what I mean? Like, 
this is a gangster from L.A. Sure, you know how it got snakes over here, let's say through magic. But it's not like he's so connected that everybody that's loading the plane is capable. What about the eight that would be scouting the plane at the bottom? You know what I mean? Like, hey, this Hawaii tuna, Hawaii fish is going to go to Los Angeles? Eh, this has never been a commercial flight before. No, it was uh, it was a pallet of Lay's. What? Lay's. It's like Lay's. Like, blacklist Lay's. That's what the pallet were. That was like, the snakes were carton that was hidden behind, like, boxes of Lay's. Like, okay. when it explodes, Lay's go flying everywhere. Okay. Which then, I guess, brings me to my other point that, because it doesn't have to be food, but it has to be something. Why are they storing lays on the plane? Like yeah, that, that I, I got no answer. And, and no offense, but if the lays are on the bottom of the plane, are they, okay. In your perception, were the snakes attracted to everybody or everyone who wore a lay? It would have been everyone who had a lay on would have the most would have caused the attractions mostly because okay. they were sprayed with the pheromones if i can stay on that for half a second yeah while watching this the second round i came up with a very interesting problem all right almost everyone who lay died in fact the exception of a kid everyone who wore died did the kids have that? Uh, the youngest one who bit, I think, did. I could I, be wrong. I thought they had, they had like, lanyards. Oh, okay. Because well, they, they had lanyards with tags at UM for unaccompanied minor. Okay. Um, I, I, I think I think this is uh, this movie had was paid for with some weird funds. I only say this because some very uh, not-so-subtle subliminal sex messages in this movie. Maybe. Maybe. The first vic two victims were Taylor Kitsch and some girl who didn't mind uh, going topless in a scene. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. And keep in mind, this is Taylor Kitsch before he was super popular because they literally just used him for, we'll say, whatever, attractive couple number one, right? That's yeah, what they used Yeah, this would have been... For. After Friday Night Lights would have been like the only thing you would have been on, I guess, at this time. So, so that was his first showbiz breakout. That's the first thing I ever really remember seeing him in. Okay, so they're the first two victims, and then the next victim is a guy who ends up ironically talking about the size of his dick before the snake bit a dick. Yes. Right? Yes. And then the other uh, the other victim that got hit was the uh, lady with her tongue in the bag. It hit her guy tongue. Which why the fuck is a inside of a doggy bag? That was that wasn't even the same. That was that wasn't next one. No 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 no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. Yeah, next I don't one. I don't know how she got how the snake got in the stick bag. That didn't make any sense to me. Either. No, it, it was the. Uh, um, I'll just be ugly lady. Just slithered between her legs, and oh. she got turned on, and oh, then yeah, it yeah. Went, then it went through her eye. 
Um, can I just say the bald-headed dude with the or the implant guy, the ass? Yeah, deserves it. He, <laughs> he deserved For it. Sure, completely. Um, that falls in line with the rule of Hollywood that you don't kill dogs. Um, like, think of how many movies you've seen where a dog is killed by a character. Yeah, it happened. It does. It doesn't happen very often. I mean, like, other than you know, uh, older, which is intended because you would have a. That's the point of the book. Is to spill over your emotions and change your life forever. Um, but no, there's never where a dog that where a dog gets like you know be it gets eaten by the enemy, but it's human, right? You know, so when. A dude throws a dog at a python. He he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't he, disagree. He he does, especially as a dog owner. I, right. I, you know, and we have a very spoiled dog. Right. With our spoiled kids. Right. Uh, um. Yeah. So see. Taylor, uh, yeah, basically, 2006 was his breakout year. He was in a bunch of shit. He was in a TV series, Gadas. Don't know what that is. Nope. Kyle XY, he was in at least an episode of that. Uh, he was in John Tucker Must Die, Snakes Lane, The Covenant, and Friday Night Lights. All started in 2006. Wow. Well, he had a busy year. I. Uh, Taylor Kitsch, those actors where it's like he looked like he was about to have something really promising and then something happened. Yeah, it was called John know. Carter. <laughs> I didn't want to go so far as to say one ruin, one movie ruined his career, but it's almost like it did. I mean, I didn't, I didn't mind him in, in X-Men Origins Wolverine as right. uh, as Gambit. I didn't, right. I didn't mind it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't Gambit the uh, cartoon, but it was, I can't imagine it was going to be worse than Channing Tatum. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't go with Channing Tatum. Oh, man. What? Shit. What do I got on this? The Is it just me or like you? This movie had like nine different subplots. Oh, there's all kinds of weird shit going on. It's like, like, hey, this happens, but then it's like, man, we're not going to touch on this anymore. Right. Um, like, what was one of my, what was one of the subplots is, I'm getting the, the Simpsons reference, is uh, when the old lady gets bit saving the baby. Yeah. I immediately, my first thought was, damn. And that was only two days of retirement <laughs> from the McBane on The Simpsons. Yeah. And uh, it was funny because the first time I watched it, I wasn't expecting her to say the exact thing. Oh, it was only one month away from retirement, and I had to take one last tour, you know? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. It was funny. <clears throat> but is it? Like, 
if you look at it from the context of this movie was going to play out, there is a lot of, I guess, oddly logic that motives made by everybody. I think my favorite character was was Three uh, G's. Three G's, huh? Three G's. I, I mean it. Um, he was a rich guy cursed with germophobia. Yeah. He was a. I mean, like everybody in this movie has a weird backstory. Like in three movies, in three in one scene, you're into the three separate characters or three separate groups of characters. You're introduced to the mama and the baby, who is the girl, one of the, fa- I think, Fast and Furious 5. I don't know. She was in Fast and Furious 5, I think. And then uh, you have the nervous guy and his newlywed wife. And then who is the person that sat across from him? What was it? Oh, it was the, it was the, um, with the dog. Yeah. Right? So, like, if uh, they introduce all three of them, and within five minutes, like, the whole introduction to this movie, these characters get 35 seconds of, like, intro time. And they're all, and, and you basically, they follow stereotypes, or they follow, I mean, but they don't follow stereotypes. I don't know how to describe it. Everybody, what, you like, when you first see it, you follow these are your typical people. Like, this is a snooty bitch, this is a this, 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 and this guy, this guy. By the end of it, some of them really fucking surprise you. It's kind of a weird thing to think about that they get any plot line. They probably get a grand total of a nervous couple. How many minutes of time on the film in the film do you think she got? Altogether, maybe like probably less than four minutes. Less than four minutes, right? The the girl with the dog, she got more airtime because she uh, had to deal with the old man and then 3Gs, and then uh, the Kung Fu guy, who's just the, the MMA guy. Yeah. <laughs> and might I say, I love how they explain saving her when she's by herself, right? And she opens the hatch uh, for the luggage hatch, and uh, there's a snake inside, and it's getting ready to strike her. She just comes out of nowhere and punches the snake, just explodes against the flag. Oh, dude. Like, they have so many characters, and they get 35 seconds of explanation, but they all fit the role you need them to fit. I don't know how else to describe it. I'm I'm just going to say it here. It's still still my second favorite snake punch in a movie. (laughs) What's your first? Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Hard Target. When did you do it in Hard Target? All right, so when he's when he's in the swamp girl and he's okay. like she's up against her and he says don't move and he grabs the snake as it's like coming out and he pulls it out and she looks and starts to freak out then he puts the snake in the head like just a straight punch to the face of the snake and then bites its rattle off and puts it in a tree with a rope to set a booby trip this is a real fucking movie scene. I'm not joking. I've never seen Hard Target, but for some reason I can't remember that. It's been probably 15, maybe even 20 years since I've seen Hard Target. Probably. Because who watches Hard Target? Like just. But they named him Chance. <laughs> I don't know. Um, shit. Uh, that's, 
I mean, like, I don't know. Everybody says so weekly, like weak. It's a weak sub just about everybody. But again, it makes it they make it work. I feel sad for the honeymoon couple because that was making it so well throughout all those shit. I mean, well, he was offering drugs to people, random strangers. <laughs> Do you want some sex? Right. Well, and then yeah. uh, not only that, they definitely get the most green time of people that actually die too. Right. Yeah, they were. They, it was like, like except maybe the stewardess. She might have more, but. Oh, you're talking about Annie? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mom from well, Detroit they, Rock They get, Oh, is that her? Yeah, she was Kid's mom in Detroit Rock City. Like the oh, okay. Jesus freak that burned kids. Oh, okay. Oh, man. What, the uh, the supposedly gay male flight attendant, or uh, steward, steward, uh, do they have stewardesses? No, it's flight attendant. Yeah, it's flight attendant. It's flight attendant. <laughs> um, the male flight attendant, uh, you know, who is supposedly gay, who is going to suck on a dude's ass to save. I mean, it turns out he's, he's actually, you know, I, this is all, you know, oh, ha, ha, what a twist. But so he's straight the whole time. Imagine the scenes knowing he's straight, right? Knowing that all he's just trying his best to be helpful. He was going to suck. Like, the karate thought he was hit, get, hitting on him. Yep. When, in fact, he's not and was just actually trying to man up the dude, right? Yeah. And then, and then that dude thought he was gay because he wanted to suck the poison out of his ass. This poor guy got all the shit, but he came through like a champ. That's all I'm saying. Oh, dude. When, uh, like, at what point do you think they thought that this was a good premise for a movie? Like you said, two thousand one, right? They came up with it in two thousand. Well, it got greenlit in two thousand. We had it. Who knows when he actually came up with it? Um, I mean, I I don't think an idea has to be great. It had be executed well, right? Not even executed well. It has to be marketed right. Which movie? There is nothing. Nothing about the movie is telling you this is going to be a good movie. There's nothing. The only reason you want to see this movie is a the title. Yep. They're and they're two. straightforward. Is they don't hide anything. You know what right. you know what you with this movie. Right. What is the movie about? It's about Snake's Lane. <laughs> and two like... the trailer and Samson sells it. When he's like, I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Right. You see the trailer and you're like, watch it. I I was actually telling a friend this today. That's probably the only marketing about that movie that I saw. Is that Samuel L. Jackson, I'm motherfucking tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking. I threw in an extra motherfucking. So, point is. The only thing for that movie that I can remember. I don't even. Ha- I didn't even have to see the movie. This is all. That- Samuel Jackson's quote: "This movie has a place in the annals of like you've never seen Star Wars, but you know that Darth Vader says Luke, I am your father, or think he says Luke, I am your father. That's a those um yeah things." 
you know what I'm talking about. Yes. He actually says, no, I am your father. But you know that he says it. You don't have to watch the movie to say it. Yeah. You didn't have to watch Snakes on a Plane to know Samuel Jackson said, motherfucking snakes on a motherfucking plane. Yes. Right. So he is immortalized. In fact, uh, Im- Im- immortalized from... And I actually think, and this is a YouTube channel podcast recommendation I hear on the Nanny a couple times, Wise Crashy covers Samuel Jackson as a meme creator. Like, when does something break the fourth wall, and when does it become a meme? And that's a primary example. Samuel Jackson in that movie was a primary example of how you create something like that. If anyone's interested in learning more, go to them and that episode. But um, it's... I feel like they tried to make this movie full-blown action suspending, but they had to figure out ways to make it... I don't want to say believable, but acceptable to the logic of the movie. Does that make sense? I know what you're trying to get at, yeah. Yeah, like snakes are going everywhere, which I don't quite understand. If they exploded the cargo in the bottom of the plane, they would be stepping out of the top sections. But it's you know it's neither here nor there. But they can't get to the top top where first class. Ice. Right, like but they can make it into the but they can make it into the into the actual. Uh, camp. Yeah, they can get into you know, into the main they cabin. Can fit. They can get yeah. into the cockpit and into the main cabin, and they can come down from the well, oxygen supply unit. Well, in the cockpit too, right? Right. So in the cockpit, they clearly get into the cock through first class, which is in the up upper level. Right. And the snakes could get in the cockpit, but they couldn't get into first class. Right. Oh yeah, it's the only it's the only reason these snakes are literally invincible agents of death in this movie. Like they there are scenes when they show them hunting in packs, which makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> like even agitated, a lot of snakes like being left alone. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, well, and not to, not only not to that. mention that they killed so many people, it's not like they could have just been like, You're good. Well not only just that. Um, most snakes, the venom's in glands, so when they use their venom, they don't just have more venom immediately. Right. So they, they have deplete. to gen- And right, they- others, like cobras, are cannibals and will eat snakes. Right. So they would just eating each other more than... Yeah, yeah the, the, there's so much shit going on that you're like uh, well, then you... and then there's the python that you're like that's not a venom snake so what's that going to do right and immediately it existed probably to eat the asshole and then watch us hilarious watch its body fly out the out the on the side of the the, <laughs> the fuselage when Samuel Jackson blows holes in the windows <laughs> which I forgot about that but I'm like Stupid, this scene is so retarded. If the snakes are all over the plane, certainly they're still on the bottom. Why couldn't he have done this on the bottom and just get sucked out that way? But said he, the lady said, hey, shoot, do this, because when 3, uh, 3G's had the gun, 
She goes, if you shoot that thing and it breaks through, we will all die. And then, what's the plan? All yeah. right, I want two bullets in the side of the thing right next to you guys. Hold on tight. Just put your seatbelts on. Yeah. It... All right. Look, look, there, there's so many, so many weird issues with this movie, right? Yes. I mean, on the plus side, we do get Keenan Town, who at this point is pretty much coming off of a Nickelodeon career exclusively right. at this point. He was on, he was on Rounds, and then he did Good Burger, and that was... Yeah, like all that, yeah. and yeah, good, yeah, yeah, all that, good yeah, Burger, yeah, yeah. Keenan and Kel, pretty much coming off of a Nickelodeon career, and this is, <laughs> and you get this, does get to save the day in this movie, because, right. as right. he plays video games and can fly apparently that's now, not a great lesson i no, i i will say this though okay or i'm just i'm not saying this in defense of videos being used as an excuse to to give yourself irritation however um flight simulators microsoft flight simulator is is one of those things where Back in the day, you would get it, and it would come with like a 900-page booklet, like that you had to read if you wanted to, to do it properly. Yeah. Now, granted, he's, he's talking. He jokes around and says it's on station, which means it's like, you know, uh, Ace Combat. Ace Combat. Yeah, it's essentially Ace Combat. You know, and that's fine. Whatever you pretend you have, you know, there was just a nice little plot hole for it. But I think the crazier part about this is that. I don't know what this says about this recommendation says about three G's because three G's was like, yeah, Troy, you got this. You've been here for this. Remember, you told me this is what you wanted. <laughs> Do it, dog. And then he goes in and does it. And he's in the cockpit with Phil Jackson. And then they come to find out he's been doing it on the station, not there. Um, but, but three G's that Troy was just playing on the PlayStation. <laughs> He never just he, yeah. So, he, he, sells it, he sells it like it's it's legit like, training. Even even like legit flight simulator training, but right. not just uh, PlayStation. Yeah, right. And I feel like if they were friends, he know this. So either he was told his career wasn't like. There's a part of me that thinks 3G might have been trying to crash that plane because he'd rather go out on top of his career, career ruined. And I only say this as I'm skeptical of the scene when they finally land the plane. Yeah. 3G's gets out with kids. <laughs> it's just, it's the weirdest thing. He's, he's bushoffish the whole time because he's a germaphobe. Now by the end of the thing, he's holding on to a young boy while sliding down the... Uh, inflatable ramp out of the plane yeah like like by now everyone knows that this plane is crashing or whatever and if there's any photographers he needs a pump a pr stunt for beating beep trying to beat people up on a plane <laughs> i'm just saying oh um, there, there there's some there's some great ridiculous lines in this movie go ahead. like guy who gets bit on the dick where he gets bit and he goes, Dumb snake, get off my dick. Dumb snake, get off, Dumb my, snake, dick. Get off my dick. Come on. And, and that whole scene is just him waggling around as, like, at eye level. Like, the camera level isn't 
isn't his face, it's his pants. It's just showing this CGI snake getting tossed around. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Uh, what other one-liners are there? Or, uh, Captain Rick with his, uh, when he's, his arm is ridiculously swollen. And yeah. he's like, can you fly this with one with one hand? And he's like, you'd be amazed what I can do with one hand. With one hand, right? But that's, that's what I was getting at this guy's character. Like, it's like, I mean, like, the one thing that I liked about this movie was is that everybody knew who everybody was. You know, just that sense? Like, the stewardesses knew they were flying with him. Yeah. Right? Because they've flown with him before, and they know how he is. Like, he's like that with everybody. Right. But he's like that with everyone and everything. Yeah. So you know it's not... So, like, they it's not, like, special attention more so than it is just being him. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't mind him. They even they even laugh with him about it. You know what I mean? It's not like they're pissed off or whatever. I don't know if this is before people were getting upset with anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, this was... You know, this it is. This was fourteen years, fifteen years already. Right. This movie's already fifteen years old. That's insane. Right. It's very, it's upsetting to me and my psyche that this movie is that old. So, but um, what else? Uh, after after Keenan lands the plane and the line, all all praise the PlayStation. <laughs> right. Or uh, Samuel L. Jackson's one word line for when he's trying, they're trying to make weapons and he asks for silverware and she's like, this is what we have. Let's go sporks. <laughs> sporks. It's a spork. Come on. Spork. And you know what the sad thing is? Every time I think of that, I think of Al Bundy and dump water on vacation with his kids. Using a sport friend his family. Well, now all I think of is Forky, so. Sporky? Or Forky? Yeah, Forky. Yeah. Forky the question. Oh, yeah. Um, what else did I like? I like I like the snake vision. Yes. Snake Green. Vision. Yeah, snake vision's fun. Um, tasing the snakes. I feel like that is going to be so inactive because just the the odds that every snake is going to try and the taser and not go anywhere else right like it just like every snake tries to bite it so he just tases all in the all in the face pretty much right it, it, that to me seems very weird like again the realism is trying to to cope with the unrealistic of this movie but, like, if you're striking at a snake, I can't imagine that trying to go directly at its head, I mean, with a stun gun, yeah. is going to work out in favor. Like you said, it's probably going to try and go for something on the taser. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, but I do. Yeah, I, but, I didn't see it. But how many of, like, all of these snakes... A majority of these snakes movements, right? Yeah. Everything except the python. Okay. Well, like, 
I don't know what the the speed of a snake of a rack a rattlesnake snake is, but it's somewhere in the like point something or point seven seconds. Yeah, less than you know a second. I mean? Right, less time than it would take him to even apply pressure onto the switch of the table. Yeah, and he's just like one shot, two, three shot, four shot. Now, granted, with Andy is with a gun as he was at the end of the movie when he shot a dude wearing a bulletproof vest that we didn't see throughout our movie. <laughs> well, um, well and that, that's also after they blew the wind out and all the snakes except for that one snake got sucked out except for that one snake. <laughs> and, was, and it waited until everyone else was off the plane except for that guy. Right. I'm telling you, these these snakes different. This was like, I honestly believe were the, it was the same level of hunting intelligence the uh, uh, sharks from DB. <laughs> Just saying. The, or, or is it the robot snakes, Rick and Morty? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Snake jazz is my jam. Snake jazz is my jam. Oh, dude. Uh, how can I say? Um, what Claire's name? So, uh, what's her name? Rachel Margalis. Bra- uh, Julianne Mar. Yeah, Julie- Julianne Margalis. Margulies, yeah, yeah. Margulies, yeah. Margulies. Yeah. Um, what else has she been in? Because I know I've seen her in a whole bunch of shit, but I can't uh, remember. She started on ER. Okay. Not That's start, her. but bigger. She was on The Sopranos. For a season or so, um, yeah, I mean, she did some other movies. Oh, I know, I just can't think of any off. Um, she on The Good Wife, the TV show The Good Wife. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't yeah. I'm sure she did yeah. all shit. Yeah, I do remember. Okay, now I remember that. Yeah, um, she was good. I, I liked her. Um, I actually uh, thought that the uh, um, what was it? The cap? Did, the guy I said? The guy who? The comedian guy? Yeah. Or the comic guy? Again, I think he's he's the best thing. Uh, I think the best job out of everyone in this movie. I enjoyed the character, and I thought it was well executed. I think that rant about oh. Uh, when he said, you know, either I could slow down, because remember he said, you slowed down the plane? And he's like, yeah, I could either do that, or then there's the option. And she goes, what's the other option? <laughs> we all end up dying horrible deaths, find us months later by sifting for our femurs or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why, but his delivery of that sound and in the situation, because he was struggling with the snake bite and dealing with you know, steering the plane one-handed, you know, all that kind of... It just seemed right, like, the, the struggle seemed perfectly real at that moment. I don't know. I just... You know, you know it's about that, too? Like, that scene, like when, when he's, like, all swollen and shit like that, and she goes, that is the one scene in this movie, and it still makes me... And I know the snake is popping out, like it's just simple fucking jump scare. I know it's there, and I watch the movie, and I know it's coming, and I still jump every time snake pops out of the fucking floor. <laughs> every, well, I mean, yeah, every time. I know it it's coming. Bo- 
it didn't get me. I, I don't do jump scares. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know why, but I just don't. But, like, there are scenes that things work out good, right? Like, he's just sitting there trying to mind his own business and what I assume was awake, right? We're talking about the second time it comes out of the floor. Like, when, no, when it jumps out of the floor and she's, like, like, she's in there, Claire's in there, and she's trying to hit it with the axe afterwards, and then Sam oh, okay. Jack's in, and she... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I... I don't know why. I just, like I said, every fucking time. And I know it's coming. It still happens. Well, I mean, that's... Eh, I can be normal. I had a buddy, um... I should say more of an acquaintance. Uh, there was a guy I knew long time ago, 20 years ago almost, uh, that he would watch Austin Powers. Yeah. And his reaction to it every time was like watching it the first time. It's the most unusual. I've witnessed it. I witnessed it probably four times. His favorite movie. And I'd walk into the room. Uh, he was my roommate. And he would walk the movie, or I would walk into the room and he'd be watching it. And he would laugh at it like it was the first time he'd ever seen it. Weird. Yeah. Well, there's a part of me that's like, man, I, there's... I think about that when I watch, like, Superbad, right? Yeah. When I watch Superbad, there are scenes that make me laugh, but I remember laughing harder at them because it was the first time I'd heard it or seen it happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was the first yeah. time I, I experienced it. Yeah, stuff's imagine, still funny, but not. it's not yeah, the same right. level. It, it wears down, right? Yeah. I mean, it either ages or it wears down. But I could not imagine having a movie and watching it over and over and having the same gut reaction. I mean, I guess I can, but not on movies. Like certain gags, when the wind calls Jerry a loser... At the end of that episode, after the dog eats his receipt, I laughed almost as hard as I did the first time. I thought I was going to laugh myself in asthma attack hmm. from that scene. Yeah, yeah. And I still laugh ridiculously watching it again, or it's brought up, or whatever. But it's not the same, and I cannot imagine. I don't know. I've known other people to have that problem, that problem, but they have that issue where they can be startled by the same thing that you like uh, the jump scare, or that I've known a couple people like that. So, <laughs> it's, and it's a weird one because, like I said, I know it's coming, and it gets me every time. It's what it does. There's things that get me every time too. Every time I hear. <laughs> uh, uh, every time I I, I watch a uh, part, I, uh, I I I get a little weird when uh, William Wallace dies. The freedom scene, comes, I do. I, this isn't no patriot patriot thing. This is just I I, I don't this. But I also get a little weepy eyed every time Aragorn is my friends. You bow to no one. So I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of weird times that hit. I don't know. Being a lot of stuff tonight. All right, so I love uh, Juliana Margulies. Uh, her first movie role, Out for Justice, Steven Seagal. 
Uh, what year was that? 91. Okay. Next role after that, I bet you can't guess what TV she was on. Um, NYPD Blue? No, Law and Order. Law and Order? Law and Order. Yeah. <laughs> order? Everyone was on Law and Order. I thought you said I could sit. <laughs> Law and Order, then Murphy wrote. Uh, Angela Lansbury. Speaking of uh, Austin Powers, she was in Austin Powers Electric Psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club, a TV in 1997. What? Yeah, I don't know. That's what it says. So what it wait, says wait, wait, wait. here. Wait, but okay. Hold. She yeah. was on the. She was on a TV. That... A TV movie, Austin Powers, Electric Psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club. In what year? 97. I don't believe that. Because I thought Austin Powers came out in 99. I have no idea, but that's what it says here. I'd have to look it up. Uh, she did Ghost Ship. Newton Boys. Hitler, The Rise of Old. She was in that TV miniseries in 2003. Okay. Um, yeah, just a bunch of TVs and movies to see here. Well, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, 97. That's so weird. It's like it must have came out right after the movie. It's been, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. And it was, I didn't think Austin Powers was that cool popular enough to have a TV show the same year it produced. But hey. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have guessed either, so. <laughs> I thought a lot, a lot of things. I never thought I could shoot down in plane, and last week I proved myself wrong. <laughs> oh, God. I made three Simpsons references tonight. Yeah. That's because the Simpsons did her That's right. The Simpsons did everything for But I don't, I don't know. It... The whole premise of this movie is just freak smoke, man. <laughs> I think that's the point of this movie. Lee. Because it's not so take seriously. It's not like you're in... I, I, I couldn't get invested in it. Like, I brought up Armageddon, right? Uh, I couldn't get invested in, like... Sure, it's an action movie. And sure, it's to come to an... It's going to have really scary-over-the-top shit. Yeah. And you got to understand that you know, Michael Bay and all that kind of stuff, a little different than, because he's a cinematography, he's a action cinematography guy. Uh, but the reason I compare the two is because it almost feels like it tries to be like diehard plane, but with the same level of changing danger of something like Armin, right? Yeah. You know, and like, it, it, it you know, at first it's, Oh, we got oxygen to the unit. Oh, we got to do this. Oh, we got to do that. It's like there's an obstacle course of things because 
the snakes are off. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, you I, you look at this movie, and it's definitely shot from a horror direct. Oh, point of absolutely! View. It definitely has that. It is. It's it plays got, that way very well, and it's got like some like weird gore scenes, that, like when the guy gets the the heel through the ear when he falls down. Yeah, that poor son of a bitch. He got or, trampled and stepped on by a stilettos. Or when the the railings fall and just are being impaled on. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Two die that way. Like one guy gets it through the neck and the other guy gets it through the. End. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like you're like oh, but this has nothing to do with the snakes. You're like I guess at this point we just got to kill some people off. Not snaky. Right. Not snake related death. Not everyone can die by snake bite in this movie. If they're gonna die, they have to die in different ways too. Like the first captain had a heart attack, right? Is what at least that's what the dude thought it was, right? Oh yeah, that's what they. But he was bit by a snake, also. Right, but he. Right, but I think he had a heart attack over the snake venom, right? I mean, because... maybe it could have been, but I mean, well, he was I mean... he was bit also. Right, but so a kid who made it through the entire movie, you know, different, what I'm saying? different venom. Different venoms react different, and they poison out of his. Right. Oh, by the way, um, I would also like to say the uh, rarity of snake and or venom in the United States. The way the movie portrays is accurate. Um, it, they have very low stores of anti venom because, like, a grand total of like maybe. I'm taking a guess here, but I know the number is low. The amount of snake bite victims, it's like three people a year die that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, there's 150 to 300 snake bite, like, snake bite victims, just they don't die. You know, get the antivenom. But it's it's very rare, and the scenario presented in the movie would be realistic. They would not have enough. So when they find the snake dealer... And he just happens to have all the anti-venom to all of those snakes, which would be the world's biggest store of anti-venom on the planet. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a movie. Just another thing in that movie. It's a movie, but hey, I'm just saying, everything so convolutedly convenient. Day is smacking all over the place. But that's, that's see, that's why, that's why we work, Justin, because I watch this as a movie where I'm like, and you're breaking it down in a... In a... <laughs> This this might have been the most ridiculous movie to try and break down. Yeah, well, yeah, and, you can't take it seriously. I mean, uh, yeah, a movie it, that doesn't even take it itself seriously. It so how are your, to? your rational mind? I know it does. It screws it so bad. <laughs> I can't unknow these facts that I know about air travel time and all that. I can't. I can't. I can't get past it. It gives the shit out of me. But I will say this: the the thing again, the things that I like about this movie was the repertoire of actual actors, right? Um, the the movie itself, I'm going to give it a C plus. The saw a very weird way that they got all the character developed through with such little screen time devoted to each, like. A B. 
and the overall action and special effects, I'd say, not that we've ever had a grading scale like this, but I'd give it a B as well. I mean, you can definitely tell that they're fake when they're supposed to be fake and when they're stick when they're meant to be plastic, but yeah, the, the CG like does not age well. Right. Which I mean that's that's an issue with a lot of older movies where you see the CG. Like the only how come the only fucking G that holds up is Jurassic Park? Um, I don't know. And 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 it bugs me because not that exact same thing. I've compared like um, And I used like they used, you know, like Rex and shit for it. But right. it's not all robotics. They use CG in that movie. And for right. some reason it doesn't stick out like almost any other movie. Right. It's fucking bizarre. Spielberg well, is Spielberg. Like, I remember, I don't know how many years years ago it was, probably about 10, um, when uh, you've seen Avatar, I take it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. But do you know the the bad human guy with the scar on his face? Do you remember the app? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't he, remember he was he, he was the guy in that one horror movie about like, yeah, lights the out black guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, but he was in a show called Terrova. Yeah, and it was, and it was a, I can't remember that premise, but it was something to do with like going back in time to prehistoric dinosaur age, sixty-five to a hundred million years to restart civilization. I don't know what what the premise was. Special effects in that the dinosaur special effects on a TV show, nineteen years after Jurassic Park sucked in comparison to Jurassic Park. Right? You won't. But TV to movies is... But how is that possible? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like... Okay. We went from, in 30 years, we went from... Or 20 years, we went from the block animation style of Dire Straits, Money for Nothing... From the music bit of that, right? Do you remember yeah. that music video? Yep. To uh, 12 years later, we got from that to fucking dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. That, as we just admitted, hold up better than any special effects of today. But then, 18 years later, you can't even give me a TV show with special effects even close to on par with the special effects of a movie made 18 years ago. Do you understand what I'm saying? I yeah. feel like we should. I feel like there shouldn't be that much struggle from big screen to little screen over 19 years. I don't know. I just felt like I don't know. That actor is Stephen Lang, and it was Lang, "Don't yes. Breathe, Not Lights Out." Yeah, that's because he was deaf. And he was blind, and he could hear you. And he was Ike Stanton in Tombstone. He certainly was. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God! I've been trying to peg, peg, and you know, the funny thing is, is I should have looked at the fucking credits. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm visual, so I try to remember people by what I see. And I was trying to peg how I knew fucking. Oh my God! You just blew my mind, bro. Yeah. I'm a little upset with myself. I'm almost as upset with myself the fact that I didn't know who Jerry Goldsmith was. Well, I mean, to be fair, 
We all knew him and not, didn't know him, so. Right. I just thought it was Ike Stanton, though. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I turned your head into a boo. <laughs> you ain't bluffing. You ain't bluffing. Um, oh, gosh. I don't know. The, the special effects would, but you can tell, like, oh, where a lot of the money went for the budget of this movie. Yeah. It had to, do you understand what I'm saying? To like, Sam okay. Jack. Right. Like, how much did Samuel Jackson get? I don't know if you'll actually be able to get that kind of a record. Yeah, I have no idea. Right. But, like, it was a $30 million production. The movie takes, 90% of the movie takes place on a plane, so you need a set the size of a, we'll say, a, a medium-sized house. If to get that, most of what, right, to get honestly, most of you, you could honestly put a plane on a on a runway and you know, like just film into the plane. Right. I mean, how much did that cost to that out for you know that that was probably the most expensive part of it other than Samuel Jackson. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. But we are running we're almost hour and a half now, so Oh we do are we really? Holy yeah. shit. Hour twenty two minutes. We went okay. way deep into on a plane, and we hardly even talked about the movie, I feel like. No, I mean, shit, man. There's so much to talk about. The movie is is oddly stupid, but satisfying. I don't know how else to describe it. It just is. I enjoy it. I just, there's certain things I can't go over. <laughs> so, oh, Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean... That's it's uh snakes on a plane. It's stupid yet satisfying. Stupid yet satisfying. Like we didn't rip that off of another movie. Ugh. So ugh. Yeah. So that's been the Pop Culture Hoot Nanny. I'm Dan. And I'm Justin. And uh, you know, enjoy yourself, uh, watch stupid movies, do stupid shit, just don't hurt people. Right. Bye. One, two, three, four, pop culture!